guess we can hop right in. Have you been uh, seeing all that shit? I guess it's kind of a popular question now, but uh, a lot of people are talking about like one thing you would change about duck hunting. Um, and a lot of the people say there was one thing I heard or I seen on Facebook that a guy had posted to a group where uh, he wanted the times to be like the first shooting light to be 30 minutes before sunrise, which I don't really understand. But, um, cause I mean, you can't see at least here during duck season, you can't really see at, uh, usually the shooting times around six thirty, six forty, around there. And you can't see what is it depending on the time change. Cause that, it happens frequently. Sometimes yeah. it's 7.30, sometimes it's 6.30. Yeah. Usually in the fall, they it's uh, it falls back. We lose an hour. In the spring, it springs forward. That's we true. gain an hour. Um, but, yeah, it's just kind of weird. An- another thing I had seen that uh, I guess it was kind of a joke, but um, people wanted to take Duck Dynasty out of duck culture which I don't know. I kind of agree because, I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I wasn't duck hunting um, that long ago. We just recently started. Really, we've had uh, – I've had two seasons. Chance has had one. So I guess we're just kind of – we're getting well acquainted to it. But uh, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the guys that um, – quote some of the duck commander stuff and live by their tv show or kind of uh i guess you could call them modern day hunters yeah and i, but, I uh, heard something about how they bait for ducks i don't know well, if that's true but i've heard it yeah i don't i don't know i i, I do know they do um they do a lot and sometimes it, it kind of seems like that because i mean it's like I guess that's with all influencers, though. Like, you only see the good. You never see the bad, the bad hunts, you know? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Duck Commander. They're hell of duck hunters. But something seems fishy. Like, I don't think anybody has that good of a spot like they do. They yeah. had to have done something. Yeah, I don't know. They do. I mean, you got to think, though. They, um, they, that that's what they do all year. I mean, they sell duck calls and all their merchandise and all that but that that's their life so they plant and they research and they um they make duck holes and duck ponds and duck marshes and all types of shit and most of the places they do hunt they have been hunted uh been hunting them for almost their whole lives so i don't i don't know if they do anything illegal i just i i feel like um more of more bad experiences should be included um with most influencers including them because i feel like one big issue like coming into duck hunting uh like you know you see all these videos there's just a bunch of ducks and you know everybody's having a good time and everybody's shooting them out of the sky but 
that's not that's not always the case, you know. There's a lot of struggles that go into it, and a lot of bad hunts. And I mean, there's been hunts me and you went on where we've seen like nothing but coots. I mean, it just, yeah, it it just depends on where you're hunting. To be yeah, that is, that is true. Um, but uh, yeah, before we get off topic, we got all the fucking duck commander and the duck dynasty. Um, I guess we can talk about uh, like some of the struggles we've had as uh, starting out in duck hunting <laughs> and what we've went through. Um, I'd say the biggest problem me and you have had is probably gonna be. Uh, I I wouldn't say our knowledge because I did a lot of research and I know you did a lot of research too, but uh, I would say just like places that were available that we knew about to hunt. There's not a lot of knowledge out there about good places to hunt. Yeah, most of the spots we've hunted, we've actually went and scouted them. Yeah. Uh, you know, that don't always pan out for us, but we still find hella good-ass holes. Yeah, that is true. Um, I feel like the the main issue with, um, like, new hunters getting in to hunting is just the lack of help from uh, other hunters. Like, it's it's, like, frowned upon in the duck hunting community to, you know, not give specific spots, but, you know, just a general area. Like, people don't even like that. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, if I was if I was in, like, a seasonal hunter, I wouldn't give them my spot, but I'd give them some tips and point them in the right direction so they can at least try to get a duck. Yeah, and I will say this. Most will, like, tell you, like, certain types of things to look for and um, just – certain types whether it's points on a lake or whether it's certain types of plants in that area or uh, wind direction or cold fronts coming in or anything like that i will say most hunters will give you tips like that but what i'm talking about is yeah but no there's only been a handful of them to do it yeah i will say that and it feels like uh, and, and there's not really another hunting community. I guess I'm not. Um, I don't. I'm not around all hunting communities, but I guess like uh, deer hunting is. It's a whole lot different. Like people are willing to share a little more, but um, when it comes to waterfowl hunting, it's like everybody just man for themselves, and they don't really want to help other hunters out. Yeah. But, um, and I, that's, I feel like that's the biggest issue. I mean, it, it has helped because with the lack of help from other hunters, I, I mean, I put in a lot of research to, you know, try to find what ducks want to, where ducks want to be, um, you know, migrational patterns, uh, just stuff like that. I've had to learn it on my own, and I feel like it's been beneficial. But uh, I, I just feel like there could have been because some of the guys I did ask, you know, they were just real defensive over spots. Yeah. But uh, what's one thing you you think that 
um, has been a, a major struggle for us or you individually or um, either one? My biggest struggle is um, I'm not very good at concentrating on one thing. We figured that out. That I'm not very good at trying to figure stuff out. I'm looking for them, even though they're right in front of us. Oh, yeah. Uh, to to give some context into that, um, we were out at a lake, and I had scouted this spot pretty hard, and I, I knew there were ducks coming in and flying over a lot of um, – a lot of movement in the area and uh it was actually the last hunt me and chance did together this season or i guess last season and um ducks the the first duck we seen uh it flew right over our spread neither of us seen it the second duck we seen i had stood stood up for a second and uh the duck came in and i had to lean around the corner and I, I think I shot twice, and I missed both. Um, and it flew away, and there was actually a hunter across, um, not too far away from us, that ended up getting that duck. But uh, one of the last ducks we seen, we we ended up going um, home empty-handed. But one of the, the last duck we seen, it came in the spread, and it did it perfect. It was right in the kill zone, and... Uh, Chance had a good shot. I had a good shot too, and I clipped it. And Chance didn't shoot. Chance didn't shoot the whole hunt. Um, but the last bird that came in, he couldn't get his gun off safety. He was focused on the bird, and oh, it was it was just a it was a mistake. Yeah, that's one thing I need to get better at is focusing on the task at hand instead of sightseeing. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, dude. It's hard to. Um duck hunting especially when you love it like i mean at least for me i I feel like you love it just as much though um when the ducks are coming in it's a lot of adrenaline especially for us i mean like i said we've we don't have that many seasons under our belt and um it's just excitement you know the brain it just goes all fuzzy when a beautiful duck just does it perfect cupped up backpedaling lands right in the water it's it's exciting not like the coast but i freaking no scope that one duck oh yeah this was uh this was on the texas coast and um we uh this is about a two-hour drive from us and uh the specific place you have to be there pretty early or it gets packed up and you really get a chance to hunt but um we got in there and we get all set up and we're waiting like two hours for shooting light and we're hearing ducks even in the dark we're seeing ducks flying around and uh right at shooting light a duck pops up and he's spinning the land and it was um it was a redhead or i say he it was a she and she just fucking flashed the decoys and right as she's in the middle chance just pulls up real quick one shot boom drops the redhead right there uh it was it was absolutely beautiful um just the way the duck not not just the shot but just the way the duck was going right for our decoys made us feel like we did something right yeah and that one duck you shot i thought we were never gonna find it oh yeah um there was a duck 
Um, and I don't even think he came close to the decoys. We had guys behind us and guys in front of us, probably 150 yards away. Maybe he was on the right side of me. He was fixing the land. Oh, yeah. Oh, but he I flared as soon as we turned and you popped him. Yeah. Well, no, I think I shot twice and I think I hit him with my third because uh, he got he got about 35, 40 yards up in the air. And I don't know if I'd consider it a sky bust. I didn't feel comfortable with it. So I guess it's a sky bust. But um, and I shot with my last my third shot and I, I got him and he fell and me and Chance spent like 20 minutes uh looking for him and ducks are flying all around we should have just waited till the end of hunt and did it but i finally found him and it, it was a gadwall a drake gadwall yeah but hell uh shot, what that was a hell of a shot yeah it was uh like i said then uh it was it was a lucky shot it was probably a very unethical shot but then i got him so yeah. I mean, he didn't suffer. No. Yeah. But, um, yeah, out there at, uh, it's crazy out there for sure. And, uh, that's one thing. I guess we can talk a little bit about, uh, that place. Um, but yeah, this, this place we hunt, um, it's pretty packed. It's extremely pressured. Um, I wouldn't say it's the most pressured public hunting spot, but it's probably on the top five because Duck Commander did an article a few years back and included it, and it's actually how I found the place, but, um, it's crazy out there. Some mornings it sounds like a war zone. Um, I think totally I've hunted it, uh, four, four times. Yeah. And uh, it, it it is crazy the amount of birds that come through there. But uh, with the pressure that's out there from the hunters, I feel like the birds are they're a little iffy, and uh, they know what's going on pretty quick once season starts. Yeah. But uh, nevertheless, it it is a good place to hunt. You just have to be on your A game every time you go, and there can't be a lot of mistakes. No. Because there's no room for mistakes out there. Yeah. Because it won't we'll say this. Ruining your hunt. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Um, that that place is, uh, the mud out there is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I have never in my life, and I mean, uh, I'm from East Texas, so, uh. I guess I'm not really used to saltwater marshes and shit like that, but uh, the mud you're going through there and you're walking 500 yards, uh, it, it's tough sometimes carrying decoys, guns, and trying to not fall over on your face and cold. And yeah, it it is tough. It's it's quicksand. Yeah, it is quicksand. You will sink if you stop moving. You will sink straight down to your hips in a matter of seconds if you stop moving. Yeah. I, <laughs> and uh, another thing that I feel like is bad, it's probably not just the place we hunt. It's probably a lot of uh, South, Te- South Texas, I guess, eastern, southeastern Texas. 
The fucking mosquitoes. Oh my god. Yeah, we uh the place we're actually talking about, which we're not gonna name because we don't need any more hunters out there. Um, I guess that's kind of fucked up because we just talked about not giving any more hunters, um, new hunters any tips, but, uh, that place is overpacked as it is. And I mean, y'all can figure it out. Y'all, I mean, look up something on Google about good hunting spots in Texas for ducks. Y'all find it. Um, but anyway, the mosquitoes, Jesus fucking Christ. I have never seen that many mosquitoes. Dude, we went out. There was millions. Yeah, millions. Um, we went out there with another buddy of mine and a buddy of ours, and uh, the mosquitoes were just horrible. As soon as we got there um, at check-in, we uh, the mosquitoes were out and they were biting us already. But when we got in the marsh, it was just ridiculous you had mosquitoes on your neck on your face on your arms in your waders in your eyes you're eating them you're breathing them in it was just ridiculous yeah at one point i was actually like almost fully submerged in the water to get away from them yeah uh the specific spot we were hunting um somebody had hunted it before before us and they had dug little pits and um we were trying to like sink down in them just to get away from the mosquitoes. They were so bad. Yeah. Uh, we went, ended up leaving early because of the mosquitoes. We were all getting lightheaded though. Yeah. They were taking fucking pints of our blood out. It was ridiculous. Yeah, we fucking used the whole can of gun spray. Yeah. <laughs> they ate this. Shit. Yeah. To be, uh, to give some information on that we didn't bring mosquito spray which we've learned from that we'll never do that again i will always have a bag or a bottle of mosquito spray with me now but uh we didn't bring mosquito spray i i think it was in like what november late november yeah yeah late november and um we didn't have mosquito spray because we thought you know it's fucking the end of november there's not gonna be mosquitoes but we got a little warm front come through and it kind of warmed it up and the mosquitoes were just angry at everything and everyone. Yeah. So, uh, that's a important lesson we learned. Always have mosquito spray. Even if it's 50 degrees, bring mosquito spray. Yeah. Cause they like the marsh. Oh yeah. They do love that marsh. Uh, that is for sure. Not to mention, uh, I'm not going to say, what branch or anything, but he was a butthole. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, fucker. We had a game warden, and uh, before shooting light, uh, it was about 30 minutes before shooting light, and uh, we were just getting eaten up. It was dark. We were. It was horrible, and uh, we had called him, and we had told him our situation that we didn't bring mosquito spray, and... Um, he was like, oh, yeah, I'll bring y'all out some mosquito spray. Just walk to the truck. Um, so we ended up walking to the truck, and we waited about 20 minutes. And this is about, I don't know, 25 minutes before shooting light. We waited for 10 minutes. I don't know, 20, 10 minutes, something like that. 
and um he never showed so i call him again and i'm like hey um do you want us to come up there are you still coming out here what's going on and he just kind of popped an attitude and was like uh it's getting a little close to shooting light uh i don't want to be disturbing the birds and granted there's probably i don't know 20 groups in uh, probably four four mile radius of where we're hunting. And so we, he really wasn't going to disturb the birds, especially where he could have drove in at. He wasn't going to disturb the birds. But uh, the whole point of it was that he had told us he was going to bring us mosquito spray, and I think he just changed his mind and didn't want to do it anymore and got mad at us for wanting it. Yeah. Then when we checked out, he handed us a can of bug spray. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, when we checked out of the place, he uh, he handed us a can of bug spray. I actually still have that can of bug spray. My truck still smells like bug spray. Yeah, dude, they were fucking all in the truck. They were everywhere. They were coming out of the vents. Yeah, they were coming out of the vents. Our right, dude, I was so tore up. They got my hands, my neck. They fucked me up. Yeah, like I was itching for like a month. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, it was it was no joke, man. That is for sure. Yeah, that. Uh, but um, I guess. Hold on. Yeah, you just gotta be respectful. Like I understand that you know he didn't want to disturb the birds, but it was literally like a five minute drive, and he still had like twenty minutes before shooting light. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. nobody's going to care. They're used to movement. Yeah, they are. Especially out there. They're definitely, the ducks are uh, used to movement 100%. And not to mention where we hunted was like 500 yards from the road. Yeah, in that specific spot. Um, also, man, it's just been like crazy out there. I feel like, I mean, uh, there's been... I guess 50% of the time I've went out there, there's been something crazy going on. The one time me and you went without Peyton, um, the storm, you remember that? When yeah. we were driving uh, in at uh, <laughs> 4 o'clock in the morning, the roads are flooding, and it's just raining its ass off. Yeah, and I was trying to hold on to a damn pole. Yeah, we were out there in the marsh, and the the lightning's not hitting the ground, but you can see it across the clouds and uh the wind's picking up and i had just kept telling chance that it's gonna clear it's gonna clear and uh it finally did at shooting light but before shooting light at five five to like five forty six o'clock it was just miserable just rain raining sideways we were just soaked and uh that's actually the hunt that we were talking about earlier where you got the redhead and I got the Drake Gadwall. Yeah, that, well, that's true. But, um, yeah, that that place is, uh, sometimes it can get crazy. That is for sure. That's also the hunt where you fell in two holes. That is, that is. <laughs> that yeah. was- um, all right, I guess we can kind of move on from that place. We can, um, another thing that I see that I'd like to talk about, um, a lot of things that I see on, whether it's TikTok or Facebook or YouTube, 
that I really don't like is um, just the way most ducks are treated. Um, I, I get it that everybody's excited that, you know, I killed a duck or I finally got this duck and I get the excitement. Like I said, I'm so excited when I get a duck down or whatever, but uh, I don't believe in letting anything suffer. And a lot of the influencers today, they'll, uh, in their videos, they'll include holding a duck that's wounded and it's still moving. And um, I just don't like that. I don't agree with that. I feel like it's just absurd to see shit like that. Especially to post it to the media. Like, it's it's like deer hunting. You don't walk up to a wounded animal and just let it suffer. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, I don't know. I guess it's a moral thing. But the where I'm going with this is, I feel like a lot of the hunters today, they just have a lack of respect for the harvest. You know, it's all about the kill and nobody appreciates, you know, the beautiful sunrises or just seeing birds work or just learning about the ducks. I mean, it's just all about the kill, kill, kill 100% nowadays. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. Like, I'm not saying I don't like to come home with a group of ducks. I'm not saying that. I just don't feel like it's right to post videos about an animal suffering. I, I just don't agree with that. No, that's messed up. But, um, I, and I feel like, I feel like, I, I, I don't know. I feel, I know we're hunters. But we got to have respect for the animals we're harvesting, whether it's a duck or a deer or a turkey or whatever. You, I mean, you're taking a life regardless. And and I, I don't know. I just feel like it's when new young kids are being brought into hunting, it's just not something that's mentioned or focused on. It's just all about the end result, the kill. Yeah, it's like that one hunt me and you did where we got that coot and it was injured and you finished it before you even went and grabbed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect for the animal. It's like, you would you want to be suffering if you got shot? Yeah, yeah. Like, like come on now. But uh, that, and, and I don't know, I feel like, I, I feel like that's one thing we could improve on and maybe... And even, I don't remember, I'm not that old, um, I'm only 21, but when I took my hunter safety course when I was like eight, seven years old, I don't remember anything about that being included. And I feel like it should, you know, I mean, it's not really to do with safety. Well, I guess it could be with a deer or a pig, you know, finish an animal off so it doesn't hurt you, but yeah, I feel like it should be included. I mean, because either people's parents or their elders aren't teaching that or I don't know. That's the only thing I can think. I just, it's not being taught across the board, which it should be. It's, it sounds absurd that nobody thinks about that, that nobody thinks about that's a living thing that's suffering and you're just recording it while suffering. Yeah. I mean, uh, it wasn't record. It wasn't mentioned when I took it. Yeah, that was probably like 14 or 15. Yeah, but I wasn't raised around hunting. 
Yeah. Like, like you were, but just being around the hunters, I kind of got an understanding that like, hey, you don't want to let it suffer because it's, you know, kind of fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's a good thing. That's, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what causes it, I guess. I don't know, because a lot of the older men you'll talk to, um, they have respect for the game they're hunting, man. But it, I just feel like the it, it's going downhill, and I wish there was a way. And I guess you really can't. I mean, some people are just don't think like that, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know if there's a specific way to change that or... Um, just each individual hunter trying to do their best to help other hunters understand that to have respect for the game they're taking harvesting. Yeah. And uh, staying on the topic, uh, picking up your shit like trash and shells. When you get done hunting, pick your shit up. I don't want to see shells laying where I'm fixing to hunt. Yeah. That's fucked up. Especially like trash. Yeah. Empty box shells. One of that place we hunt um, right here close to us, to me, um, that point, actually the story we were talking about earlier where we were hunting, uh, there's a bunch of trash out there and it's just horrible. But, I mean, that's just the thing. There's always going to be people like that. Um, You can't really do nothing about that. There's just horrible, trashy people that don't care for the environment or they're not trying to preserve the environment. Yeah. Now, no way in shape and form. I mean, I know we were talking about respecting the game and picking up your trash. Uh, It kind of sounds liberal. Some people might think that. But no way or shape or form am I liberal, but that's just, I don't know. I mean, being the opposite of liberal you know you a big thing is respect and all the way across the board like you said whether it's the harvest or the trash or whatever you just gotta have respect for the animal the environment and everything and the next the next like the next people to hunt after you they don't want to look at your shit they yeah. want to go there and get some birds and not have to clean up after you yeah that is true and that should be enforced in the hunter safety course. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure it is mentioned to pick up all trash. I'm almost positive it is, but um, and there is a law against it. But I mean, you got to think these these game wardens during hunting season, because duck and deer hunting they fall in the same around the same time period. Uh, they're doing a lot. You know, there's not enough of them. That is um, true. But uh. There's no way to really correct that. I mean, like I said, there's just going to be people that, with a lack of respect. Like that one group we hunted with? Yeah, I don't think, I think they did pick up their shells. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where they fucking blew a hail call and scared the birds that were fixing the land in our spread. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if I'd call that a lack of respect. I'd call that maybe a just ignorant just not knowing how to work birds i mean they were coming in perfect i saw them turn as soon as he blew that call they scattered yeah it was probably a group of like eight woodies yeah it was a lot of woodies 
But I, I don't know. Um, you can't help that. We were just trying to be nice that morning and let people have a decent hunt and stuff happens. Kick it down the road. What? We should have told him to go the other way. Yeah, I had walked up there originally just to check out what was going on because I didn't want my vehicle to get broken into. But um, um, I just, out of the goodness of my heart, I just thought. And I, I wouldn't even say that's like above and beyond. I just feel like that's a that's a thing hunters should do if, you know, somebody's wanting to hunt close to you or. Uh, they are planning to hunt that spot, and it's not going to majorly inconvenience you. You know, offer offer them to uh, yeah. hunt with you. I mean, it didn't. It wasn't a problem because they weren't right beside us. They were a little bit down, but it was the fact that they were fixing the land, and they knew they were fixing the land, and they still blew a call. Yeah, because I know they could see them. Yeah, they probably could. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it was really them trying to um, sabotage the ducks that were working or if it was just a lack of knowledge. If I mean, the guy really could have thought, you know, hey, if I blow this this call this way, maybe it'll make them land a little closer. I, I don't know really what the thought was behind it or if yeah. there was any or it could just be ignorance. I don't. I honestly, I wouldn't. I don't think that it was just trying no. to, to deliberately. I think he was trying to get him to kind of land in the middle. Maybe so. Uh, like so, he can all get a shot. But I don't know. I didn't talk to him after. Yeah, we'll give him the benefit of doubt, and we'll just say it was pure ignorance. Now he could blow a wood a wood duck off. He blew the hell out of that thing. Oh yeah, he he could blow it. But uh, the, the Woodies did not like it. No, I wish they <laughs> so, did. So maybe it sounded good to us, but it did not sound good to the ducks. Well, aren't wood ducks like super smart though? I I wouldn't say they're just more smart than other ducks. I would um. Well, picky. Some, they're picky. Yeah, they definitely are picky, and um, some people swear that you cannot call a wood duck but i've seen it happen i mean firsthand experience i have seen where a wood duck has turned to come straight to my head or straight to my decoys after i but uh they are i have noticed that uh if it doesn't take a lot to deter them from just uh flaring way away from your decoys and not wanting anything to do with them yeah but, um, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, we've only, uh, we've only been hunting for not that long. We've got a four seasons total between us under our belt. So we, we got a lot to learn and we got a lot of experiences, um, to learn from. So it can only go up from here, you know? <laughs> yeah. We just got to keep doing what we've been doing. And just trying our hardest. Oh yeah, putting in the work. Yeah, we um, definitely the work. That is a major thing. Um, you got to do. And I guess since we're talking about putting in work for duck hunting, um, 
one thing that we have both learned um, from our mistakes is uh, scouting. Scouting is 100% necessary. There is no way around it. And, I mean, you can hunt a spot that you look at, uh, you know, the day before, and you're like, oh, yeah, it looks like ducks will come in here, or um, you feel like it's a good spot, and that means absolute nothing. Yeah. Um, You have to see ducks in that spot. You have to. You have to lay your eyes on how many, what type, uh, you know. Yeah. Later – uh, later in the season, it's scouting is even more important, I feel like, um, because you can always work um, ducks that are flying by. You might not be on the edge, but you might be close. You can always, you know, call them in or they'll see your decoys and want to come in. But uh, it is scouting is is key for sure. Yeah, I mean, um, there'd be times where we'd go scout like four different spots. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even a if lot it's of, three miles, we still go do it. Yeah, we do it. Um, a lot of walking, and uh, but what I was saying, continuing, um, I feel like scouting, um, early season is really important to see where the ducks are going. Um, and before season, don't. Don't start scouting at the very beginning of the season. Start scouting, you know, a month or um, I'd say a month before season. In Texas, it's kind of hard because um, the teal are the first to come down, and usually they don't come down till the first cold front that comes down south. And, uh, so it's hard because they, they start moving pretty late. But um, not, well, I guess I say the majority start moving pretty late. You will you will get some birds that come down here a month and a half, two months early. Uh, maybe not two months. A month and a half, I would say, is when you might start seeing, you know, small groups start pouring in down here. But, uh, yeah. But late season too, because um, when you're scouting, you got to see in late season the ducks are paired up, they're mating. So um, that's an important thing to know. But uh, you got to see, you know, are they real packed together? Where, what spots are they liking? Are is the pressure making them push in spots that are away from everybody, secluded? And that's most of the time what late season is secluded. You know small groups that are paired up male and female there it's mating season they're getting ready to make some babies so uh that's an important thing to know about late season and just scouting how big a groups are hanging out together yeah what i find strange is like when i'm working up in up north north texas i still see mallards like yeah, I, I don't fine I don't know, like, you're talking about right now, or are you talking about, like, a little earlier in the year? Like, right now. Yeah, I feel like um, the majority, I mean, maybe, maybe a few scragglers hanging out, but the majority have left. Yeah. And, um, 
now wood ducks that's another thing that the wood ducks will stay down here like uh they'll stay down here all year some not all but uh some will um they don't all migrate in the back north but i feel like every other you know type of duck they they go back up north I, i would say probably the majority leave at the beginning of March and the end of February around there, they're they're going back. They're gone. Might not be all the way up north, but they're they're getting out of Texas. Yeah. And I've been seeing a lot of geese too. Yeah, I have. Um I haven't seen them personally because I leave before the sun comes up. But um my girlfriend, she about seven o'clock, she hears a group of about Canadian geese, Canada geese. If I say Canadian, somebody's going to make fun of me. But uh, <laughs> Canada geese um, that are flying right over the house. And she texts me every morning. She's like, oh, the geese flew over again. And I'm just like, all oh, those fuckers. Because I could never pinpoint where they were going to be at during the season. They would pop around all over the place. They just wouldn't go back there to that pond that we hunt. Yeah. Like a... Uh, like- this uh, last Tuesday, it was like 11.30, and it was like 80 degrees. And I've probably seen two groups of 30 geese, like, fly straight over us. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and I don't really know. I, To be honest, I have not done much research into geese, uh, Canada geese, or snow geese, I guess. I want to do just... research. I want to hunt them. Yeah, I'd like to, too. I'd like to learn some more. Um but I think we ought to get, you know, basic duck hunting down to a pack, which we've we've learned a lot, like I said earlier. But yeah. uh we we we're always we always need to know more, you know. Yeah. But um I I would definitely wanna do some goose hunting. Even if I, it's for just regular duck hunting and a goose flies in, I'm gonna shoot it. Yeah. I mean, um I- yeah, I'd like to get some ge- uh, goose floater decoys. I yep. really would. Um, that's another thing I would like to talk about. Uh, confidence decoys. Okay. A lot of people, some people use the geese decoys as confidence decoys. And I don't really, I have done some research into it. But I guess the thought behind confidence decoys is just, more realism, adding it, more realism to your spread. And I guess ducks really like seeing geese in the spread. I, I'm not 100%. I mean, we use coots. Coots, that's another thing. Um, a lot of people use coots for confidence decoys. Yeah. But, um, and back in the day, I was reading this a few months back. Back in the day, the old timers, what they would do, they would take milk jugs and they would paint them black and they just throw them out there in the spread. And I guess the old timers, you know, they didn't have the type of decoy options we have now. Most of them were hand carved wooden decoys that weren't the most realistic. Yeah, but they you look at the pictures, they still end up with limits. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> I was reading this thing. The other day, um, I don't remember the year it was, 
but I know I I want to say it was um, early 60s, late 60s. And the hunters, what they would do, they would have a boat. And they would have a gun on the front of this boat. And they would just, they would see hordes of ducks, you know, big old flocks on the water. And they would just th- drive through and just shoot. And uh, there was pictures that I seen. It was just fucking tons of ducks that they were killing doing that. And it was just absolutely insane. <laughs> Which, and, and back then, I guess the the major thing um, was people weren't really trying to do it for the love of water waterfowl. They were doing it more for the food, you know? Yeah. That's another thing. If you kill an animal, eat it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is these, um, there was a guide service up in Arkansas that got exposed this hunting season that uh, they would kill a lot of ducks and they would post pictures of them with their clients and all that. And sometimes the clients, they didn't want to eat them. And these guide services, they would just throw them out there'd be hundreds of uh decomposing ducks just out in the middle of a field yeah if i didn't want to eat a duck i'd go donate it somewhere yeah give it to somebody you know man there's always people that are wanting some food you know that you can always find somebody you know especially down south there's a lot of uh people in need down there yeah like i don't care if i have to go cook it I'm not going to eat it, but I'll go, I'll bring it to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to waste it. Yeah. Don't, don't let it go to waste. That That's another thing. And that's another, how, what we were talking about earlier, just respect, you know? Yeah. Don't kill something. If you're not going to eat it, just point blank. There's no, uh, and I guess I say, if you're not going to eat it or, don't kill something and waste it. That's a better way to say that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's a bad thing people do. I, I, it doesn't make sense to me, but, oh, wells. People are going to do whatever they want. People are going to do whatever they want. Exactly. Um, another thing I see a lot of people talking about. Um, weekend warriors and um, I I just don't agree with that I don't know I guess once you get older and um, you know you're you're able you know to hunt all throughout waterfowl season and not go to work Monday through Friday or whatever your schedule is yeah um that's fine but i mean for the younger people that are getting into waterfowl hunting you gotta make money waterfowl hunting is so expensive with shells with decoys with gas with shotguns with you know, waders everything it's so expensive yeah like there'd be times where i would have to work on the weekends yeah even on saturdays and sundays but my point is like people hate on it they're like Oh, these guys are some weekend warriors. Oh, well, fuck, what do you want me to do? I mean, I'm going to go broke if I'm just hunting and not working. You know, that's not going to work out. Yeah. I mean, but, if, uh, I, I don't. if you have a day off during the week, I don't have a problem with it. 
Yeah, but like, yeah. If you go every single day, that that'll make sense. Yeah, and I mean, I guess people are more fortunate, or you know, whether it's with their parents if they're helping them when they're young, um, and they're able to do that. But for people like me, or you know, people that have shit to pay, um, you gotta work, you gotta pay your bills, and be able to hunt. There's no, you know, I have to hunt on the weekends. I can't just skip work all week and hunt every day. You know? Yeah. I understand that. But I I just don't understand it. A lot of people, they uh, just dog on young guys or um, girls, whatever, that uh, are only able to hunt on the weekends. I just, I hate that phrase, weekend warriors. I, I, and I mean, I guess most, I think 90% of the people that use that term are in a negative way. Yeah. I hunt whenever I get the chance. Yeah. Like, that's the honest truth. Like, I don't always go hunting. Yeah. You don't either. Unless no. you have nothing to do. Yeah, nothing to do, no work, yeah. But we're still young. We got to try to make as much money as we can. Yeah, and for bills outside of hunting and... um also with hunting you can't buy duck hunting stuff without money i wish it worked that way yeah me too but uh that was just something i wanted to bring up i figured we'd talk about a little bit yeah i wish my great uncle would give me some of his duck calls no yeah um dude there was this song i heard the other day hold on i can find it where is it Oh, bear with me a second. Yeah, it's called, uh, it's by Matthew Huff, Granddaddy's Echo. Hmm. It's an extremely good song. He makes a lot of songs about, uh, that. Um, pertain to waterfowl hunting, and uh, I I I listen to it. I've listened to a few of his songs. He's he's putting out some bangers, but um, yeah, those I guess just a good song. Um, Yeah, but my uh, my great uncle, my dad used to tell me stories about how he'd be in the basement making duck calls. Oh, shit. I think I told you, he was like one of the owners of Night Nail. Oh, shit, really? Yeah, the Knight, he's, his name is Harold Knight. Hmm. Yeah, he's, I think he, he sold the company a couple of years ago, but he still gets profit off of it. Damn. That was the dude trying to get us to go hunt at. He has a bunch of land in fucking Kentucky. Damn. Yeah, I'd like to do some out-of-state hunting for sure. Yeah. Both of my grandparents, or my great-uncles have, they're both really into hunting. Yeah. But Harold, he's more of like a turkey hunter, but he does waterfowl hunting too. 
Yeah, I see a lot of the um, waterfowl hunters like after season they go to turkey hunting. I've never done it. I don't. I don't know much about it, but I know you point your gun up and you shoot a big bird. Yeah, you shoot a really big bird. That's one thing we need to. Yeah, I, I'd be down to try it for sure. Shoot us a fucking ground chicken. Yeah, <laughs> a ground chicken. I like that. Um. Cause they're out in West Texas. I know that. Oh yeah. South Texas too. Down there um, in Shiner. We used to see them all the time where my dad's family's from. We ought to, we ought to plan a turkey trip one year. Yeah, I'd be down. I'd totally be down. I'm not opposed to learning new skills to, that pertain to hunting. Dad and I've always wanted to learn how to blow one of, or do one of them gobblers. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've seen people do it. It looks easy, but you know, my luck, I'll be able to do it first try. Yeah. I've tried before. It's hard. I bet so. Um, okay, another thing. I was trying to think. I'm sorry. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about, I see a lot of conversation about and a lot of controversy on it. Um, water swatting. If he lands, I'm going to shoot him. Yeah. Um, that's how I feel about it. Um, but on the ethical, like the arguments are, um, you know, if, a if a duck lands on the water, it's more ethical to shoot it on the water. You know, it's, um, less chance of the bird flying away with, um, pellets in it and wounded and ended up dying, you know, um, yeah, with shooting it on the water. That's, um, I feel like that's kind of opinion. Be honest. Anybody can water swat a bird. Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, I do see the points that it's more ethical because I mean, it's not moving. Um, it's, I mean, it's moving, but it's not flying, you know, at 20 miles an hour, 25. And, you know, there's not, if you hit that bird on the water, most likely he's going to die pretty quick. Now, sometimes they do fly up. If you do hit them, you might just be unlucky, you know, but nine out of 10 times, if you water swat, that bird is going to die. It's not going to fly off and suffer, or end up having BBs in it for years to come, you know? Yeah. A lot of the hunts, they talk about some of the birds they harvest that um, they'll find BBs in them. And um, I feel like, and, and that's the argument for uh, water swatting, you know? I feel like it's more ethical to shoot a bird on the water but also it's not you're not having sportsmanship you know um you're not giving the other the opposite opinion is you're not giving the duck a fair chance to make it out of the spread you know yeah um so i don't know i can agree with both sides of it um but um i definitely will say I do feel like water swatting is a more ethical um, option. 
than shooting a bird that's flying by or, you know, buzzes the decoys or whatever. Now, not saying that I'm not going to take the shot. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that it is more ethical. But, I mean, if I feel comfortable with a 20, 25, 30-yard shot with a duck that's flying by, yeah, I'm going to take it. But yeah. is it the most ethical thing? No, not really, but – you try. Yeah. yeah. You you kind of can't resist when a duck's just fucking he, he doesn't want nothing to do with your decoys. He's not going to land. He just wants to check it out. Yeah. Um now I'm not against it, but like if the shot's there, I'm going to take it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because sometimes you never know, you know, if a bird is, he might just be coming to swing by to check your decoys out and might be gone. If it is a, you know, it's comfortable with the distance that the duck is at in the air, I don't have a problem with taking the shot. Yeah. But, um, you know, with the whole sky busting thing, which pertains to this, um, Sky busting, the definition to me for sky busting is anything, if you're shooting at a bird that's past the distance you're comfortable with. Like, if you're comfortable with 30 yards and uh, a duck is flying 40 yards or, you know, whatever, and you take the shot, I consider that sky busting. If you're not comfortable with that shot. Yeah. But uh, we've all done it. I mean, I've done it. I've sky busted. It happens. You know, you get excited. You see the duck. You're like, oh, maybe I can hit it. But or you it's get not... You're not seeing birds. Yeah, it, it does happen. But I feel like that's one thing um, with having respect for the animal. You know, I, I'd like to try to avoid sky busting shooting at a distance that's farther than I'm comfortable with yeah but well I think we've touched on a lot of good stuff oh yeah for sure um, is there anything else I mean what do you I got some points I think I got just about everything I wanted to talk about uh, well, we pretty much I had. Yeah, let me let me check out. Uh, we kind of touched on calling a little bit. Yeah. I mean, uh, in my opinion, like you pushed me to call when I knew I couldn't. Yeah. Just, like, practice. Like, yeah, you're not great, but, you know, at least you're doing it. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing. We can – let's touch more a little bit on calling before we end this, wrap this up. Um, calling. I feel like coming into waterfowl hunting, I was so nervous about calling. I was worried I was going to scare the birds. And um, one thing that I've learned and I've heard from a lot of people and a lot of influencers and big duck hunters is not all duck 
ducks sound the same, you know. Yeah. Um, don't be afraid to blow your duck call. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying that. Don't just your first hunt go out there. You've never practiced and start blowing and sound like a kazoo. Don't do that. What I am saying is when you have built up confidence in the call and you know you might sound pretty close to what other callers are sounding like and what a duck sounds like, don't be scared. Don't overblow, but don't be scared, you know. Throw in a quack, throw in a, you know, little comeback call or a greeting call. Don't be scared. Um, But also practice, 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 like – Every day, back and forth to work. On my way to work, I pick up the duck call. It might be, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm still picking up my duck call, and I'm, you know, practicing my air movement and my mouth movement and tongue and all that. Just practice, practice, build up confidence, and do it. Yeah. You know? Uh, You know, don't go out and buy the biggest duck call you could possibly get like if you've done it before in my opinion if you're just learning i'd probably go with the gadwall call because it's the easiest to learn and you can use what you know from the gadwall call and transfer over to like a drake whistle yeah i and that's another thing that i think that pertains to maybe if you know um you're not confident in the mallard call maybe pick up an easier call like chance said pick up a gadwall call pick up a drake whistle pick up a pintail whistle pick up something that's easy to blow but still brings in the ducks yeah and i feel like the majority of people when they go duck hunting it's always a mallard call you know yeah i mean there's been hunts where we've blown like nothing but a drake whistle there has been a hundred percent or a gadwall call, and we've still got ducks. Still got ducks, yep. And or what you blow if you just can practice that one call and basically understand how it works. Yeah. Now I will say this, that is true. I'm I'm not saying like each hunt is different. So sometimes ducks won't respond to a certain call. But yeah. um don't don't limit yourself, you know, try to learn as much as you can. Uh, a mallard call is important. It's, I mean, that is a call that will bring every single type of duck in. doesn't matter if it's a teal, a mallard, a pintail, doesn't matter. It will bring the ducks in. But if you're not confident in the call, you can pick up other calls and, you know, work your way up to a mallard call while practicing other calls and a mallard call you can throw in any type of call i mean you could start duck hunting the day duck season opens and uh you can pick up a easy call pintail whistle that's got the little roller in it all you got to do is blow hold the sides and it sounds like a pintail you know get get your sequence right but uh you can do that there's um there's a lot of focus i feel like people and i felt like this coming in that a mallard call was the only way and it's not it's really not you have other options yeah i mean uh, i couldn't blow a teal call at a 
for me practicing it. I'm pretty confident in my ability now to bring in teal. Yeah. With just a teal call, not even blowing like a regular mallard or something. Yeah. You just got to practice. Yeah, practice, practice, practice. And uh, what did you say you cut out for a second? And do a lot of research before you go out and start blowing. Yeah, research. I mean, there's so many videos on YouTube. You know, if you you want to learn how to blow a duck call, just go on YouTube and literally look up how to blow a duck call. Most of them will pop up a mallard call, but if you're trying to learn a pintail whistle, look up how to blow a tin pintail whistle. I, I mean, there's so much information out there today. It's You can learn to blow a duck call from online. You don't have to have someone in person coaching you. It might help, but um, you don't a hundred percent need it. Yeah. Some people learn better by doing it like in the field. Yeah. Now saying that, saying that, um, don't, don't go on a duck hunt and try to practice while you are hunting. Cause that will run a hunt. No, don't do that. Yeah. That's but um, where you bring your confidence call that you yeah, know you're confident with. Yeah. Now, not saying if you know you've been practicing practicing a certain call and um, you feel like you might you might be able to turn the birds and bring them into your spread. Not saying um, just don't do it. I'm just saying that uh, if you are trying to try new things while you're hunting, don't do that. Be have a little confidence in your call and um, make decisions based upon your confidence in the call. Yeah. I mean, uh, when we're hunting the coast and stuff, like even, even like when we get set up and stuff, I'm doing research on my phone. Yeah. There's and and that's a good thing, dude. Like there's like I said a minute ago, I mean there's so much information about um calling on the internet. Just just look it up, learn. Yeah. Not only that, I do it because I wanna know what different ducks sound like. I wanna know what they're doing at what time of the day, how they fly. You know, what they look for. Yeah. Which we touched on that earlier. Yeah, we did. And yeah, but research, you're right. Whether it's to do with calling or duck movement or migration, you know, just research. Look it up. Google it. There's a thing called Google that works perfectly. Now, don't be that guy that gets into the stand and goes directly to Snapchat and tells everybody what you're doing. Because you're going to get distracted. Oh, yeah. I don't feel nothing. Yeah. Um, you're, what you're touching on is what he Chance is trying to say. Don't be the guy that um, you're hunting, shooting light comes up, you know, ducks come in, and uh, you're focused then, but maybe it gets a little slow and you get on your phone. Stay off your phone. Just If you're hunting ducks, I mean, maybe deer is a little different. Or deer is a hundred percent different, but um, while you're hunting ducks, stay off your phone because ducks can come at any time and they can come out of nowhere, you know. Yeah. Um, 
learn to just enjoy each moment of duck hunting. Yeah. I mean, some but, uh, of the best times we've had, we haven't killed any ducks. Yeah. Oh, that's one more thing I want to talk about. One last thing before we wrap this up. Um, I Well, I guess we did kind of touch about it um, at the beginning of this. We talked about how hunters only strive or they only talk about their good hunts and they don't talk about the bad hunts. Yeah. Um, even when we've gone out and we have killed no ducks and, you know, um, we've seen ducks. There, There's not been a hunt that we've been on that we have not seen ducks. But uh, we don't kill any ducks on those hunts it's still enjoyable for me. I enjoy it just being out there, you know? Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's amazing, dude. There's nothing in this world for me that is like waterfowl hunting. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. From this process, yeah, it is a process, for, it's man. Gonna you, you gotta yeah. be uh, unpredictable. Yeah, that is that is true. Um, always be prepared. That's another good thing to talk about. You know, always, like we said earlier, mosquito spray, thermosel, have it in a bag, 100%. Yeah. You know, bring waters. Hills. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you need at least like two boxes. It don't even got to be yeah. the same load. It could be like three and four shot. Yeah. Well, that, that might just pertain to us because we need to work on our shooting a little bit. But yeah, two shot, two boxes of shell. Well, I feel like that's a safe number. We're not the only people that miss. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't bring one box and then run out and have to leave. Like, yeah. Like, fuck. And, and you know, you're saying that. And, and now that I'm, I'm thinking about it right now, 25 shells. Yeah. If you go through 25 shells and you don't have a limit, it, it's kind of bad. But like I said, we do need to work on our shooting. Some, well, I don't think we've ever done that, though. No, but it's always good to be prepared. That it, yeah, yeah, you're you're right, you're right. Because we've seen Cause who knows? groups and we've missed quite a bit. Yeah. yeah, it happens, it happens. Well, not only that, when we're hunting the marsh, what if we drop our shells in the water? That is true, yeah, always be prepared. That always expect before. the unexpected. And uh, whether it has to do with maybe you lose a box of shells, like Chance said, or maybe there's fucking thousands of mosquitoes trying to carry you away to the ocean. You know, whatever it is, always try to think two steps ahead when you're waterfowl hunting. Yeah, and we're not going to sit here and try to act like we're experts. We're new to it, too. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, we're not going to tell you what to do we're just going to tell you what we would do yeah what we would do what we've learned from our bad experiences because um it's kind of like 
we were just thrown to the fire and we got our ass burnt pretty bad a lot of times. But uh, we crawled out that bitch. We crawled out that fire and we got right back up on it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, be prepared. That's another good point. Yep. Oh, um, oh, another thing, uh, I guess if we're kind of making this like an, uh, for new hunters, know your laws, whether you're in Texas or, uh, wherever, know your laws, do research it. Like as we were talking about earlier, all it takes is a Google search, look up regulations because tickets are expensive and, you know, sometimes you can get a really asshole game warden and uh, you can have a real bad day duck hunting and it could yeah. ruin your experience. So research, 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 research about the laws, whether it's limits or, you know, what's in season, what you can kill right now. Just well, not only that, you need to make sure what licenses you need. Yeah, that too. I'm yeah. I'm Make sure you have a duck stamp. Yeah, know? federal duck stamp for everywhere a federal, but uh, yeah. in Texas, I don't know if all states have a a duck stamp. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Well, no, no, no. We don't have a Texas duck stamp. We have a migrational um, bird Earth. stamp. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure all states have that. I'm, I'm not 100%, 100%. But, yeah, just do research. Find what license you got to have. and Do research on what kind of birds you're trying to hunt. Yeah. You could, you, could kill a, you could kill what you think is a duck, but it's not a duck. Yeah. You got to be able to, to know what it is. Yeah. Like, there's been plenty of times where we're hunting the coast, and I see a random bird flying over, and I want to shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, um, duck identification. That's another big thing. And starting off, this will be the last thing we talk about. We're going to end this after this. But um, um, starting off duck hunting, it is extremely hard to tell what kind of duck it is. And it is important because, you know, um, you can only kill so many of certain types of ducks, you know. So, uh, you need to do a lot of research and watch videos and, uh, try to learn what each duck looks like. And to be honest, it's been hard for me, but, uh, I feel like with experience and the more hunts and the more types of ducks, I can identify more types of ducks. It's still hard, but with the experience and the research, it has helped me to identify what type of duck it is yeah most of it is just pay attention to how it's flying yeah you could tell if you look at a duck from the underside you could tell it's a duck yeah not only that i'm talking about uh you sound like you're making me think about those people out there on the coast that uh shot that damn flamingo looking bird oh my gosh how did that oh god don't be those guys don't be those guys um, but what I'm talking about is like with mallards or teal, you know, know your difference between ducks. Yeah. 
But uh, it's also, like Chance said, it is also important to know if it's actually a duck. That is that is gold number one. Make sure it's a duck. Yeah, because <laughs> if not, you're going to get in trouble if you get caught. Yeah, not only that. I mean, we're out there to kill ducks, not a flamingo, you know. It or wasn't a- really... It wasn't really a flamingo. I don't know what the bird. That We've seen it before. Is. Remember, it was in the distance and it was pink. Yeah, I do remember seeing them, but no way did I think that was a duck at all. That was just pure stupidity what those guys did. Yeah. I mean, uh, you never know. They could have been sandhill crane hunting and thought it was a sandhill. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they were colorblind. Maybe they just didn't see the pink. I don't know. It might have been way up in the air. Maybe. Maybe they were sky busting. That's a whole nother deal, though. Either way, they were in the wrong for not doing enough research, whether yeah, it was color of the birds or uh, sky busting research and how ethical it is. or They were in the wrong somewhere. They definitely shouldn't have shot those two birds. They should have at least tried to get them to come in closer. Because, you know, with the sand hill, you could tell because it has, like, an orange helmet on. Yeah. But, like, yeah. How, the, how the hell do you kill a pink bird? I mean, we'll give these people the benefit of doubt, too. We'll just say they were colorblind. Uh, we'll or the sun was in their eyes. Or the sun. Yeah, I don't know why you're shooting if the sun's in your eyes. <laughs> Shoot your buddy in the head. Oh, God. You remember when you freaking shot two foot away from my ear and I thought you blew my eardrum? Yeah. You know, good times. Yeah, good times. Um, <laughs> but anyway, within with all that being said, I guess we're going to wrap this up. Um, we're going to try to do, I don't know, Chance, what do you want to do? You want to? start putting out episodes maybe twice a month or three times or once a week. I don't really care. We can do them on Friday nights. I don't, I don't mind. Yeah, we could do that. We could do once a week. Yeah, I'm down with that. Um, we'll just tell stories. Yeah. Tell stories, you know, uh, talk about stuff that's being talked about in the duck hunting community in that time frame or that time period, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we've touched on a lot and I'm really excited to go from here and learn a lot from anybody who's listening or, you know, we're not, we're not opposed to tips, you know, we're always trying to learn. So, yeah, but with that, I'm going to go inside and I'm going to go eat, but yes, sir.